All right, Patrick, well, let's start the fall episode, the new sort of back to recording the Rewards Canada podcast. Uh, summer is behind us, unfortunately. We took a bit of hiatus, of course, over the summer period. And uh, this is our first episode back. So welcome back, Patrick. How are you How are you feeling uh, as, as the fall schedule gets up and rolling? Well, I'm feeling good. You know, we had a, a pretty crazy summer, so so it's kind of nice to have a, a little bit of a not a lull, but you know, a little bit of a depression here in terms of loyalty news. It's a little quieter right now. Uh, it was pretty crazy starting late July right through August. Um, but gosh, time is flying. I can't believe it's already been you know over three months since we've done a podcast. So it's nice to to get back to this. Indeed, and uh, we did have an awesome summer. I think everyone. Uh, I've spoken to has been talking about how great the weather was for various parts of the country and people got out and about and really enjoyed uh, spending time with friends and family and and now we're back into our full fall routines. So let's pick up on um, this, you know, some of the big news items that took uh, place over the last little while. Um, Of course, the biggest being the partnership uh, agreement between Air Canada and AMIA for the Aeroplan portfolio. So huge news. Uh, it's the news that I think so many people were waiting for. Um, there are various iterations of, of how that deal or a deal would go down. Um, and so when it broke, what was your first initial take? Well, it was pretty, you know, pretty crazy. So it was late July and we get this news that Air Canada makes an offer, an unsolicited offer for Aeroplan portfolio from AMIA um, and then quickly AMIA declined that offer saying it wasn't enough money um, you know that's I think it was like 250 million dollars that was being offered plus take on of the the debt the of the miles and everything and Aeroplan and AMIA said that wasn't enough um, and Aeroplan continued on and started releasing all this news that you know the, any flight any time partnerships with Porter with Flair and Air Transat just so much going on um, some of which was definitely posturing and saying, you know what, we can definitely do this on our own. We don't need Air Canada. We can you know, continue on being a, a, a really good coalition program for the vast majority of Canadians. Um, and then fast forward a couple weeks later and a new offers on the table and AMIA's uh, shareholders um, pretty much accepted it that Air, or Air Canada would offer $450 million uh, for the program. And uh, we don't have final approvals yet, but you know we're 99% sure it's all going to happen. And we're back to Aeroplan being the program of Air Canada. So let's let's talk about. I mean, that was your initial take. What what have you been hearing from you know uh, Aeroplan collectors? What how how have they greeted the news in general? Um, and and is a is the consensus that it's it's good news? I, I think the consensus is that it's good news, but it's kind of a, a mixed bag. Um, definitely the Altitude members from Air Canada, your super elites, your elites, um, are, are happy about this. A lot of the, the people who are holding large balances of aeroplan miles, say six or seven figures, they're all happy because they don't have to rush out and go burn those miles and they're not uh, having to you know redeem them for things that they don't want to. They can continue collecting and, and redeem for those uh, big dream flights and everything but in in the big landscape of aeroplan that's a small proportion of actual aeroplan redemptions but for air canada that's a large revenue generator and and so that's where they saw the need because they were basically 
making these members quite mad because they've been loyal to Air Canada for these years and collected this currency, collected aeroplan miles, and we're sitting on such big balances that come July 2020, they weren't going to be able to use them how they've been wanting to or have always been using them uh, with a lot less options in terms of probably the, the business class and first class redemptions. And again, they're not a huge portion of Aeroplan's redemption portfolio, but those people were a big revenue generator for Air Canada. So that is one of the main reasons why Air Canada came back and decided, okay, you know, instead of creating our own loyalty program, we're going to uh, buy Aeroplan because the, there's a lot of these big revenue generators we need to keep happy. And, and it made it easier for them. Uh, Air Canada starting out in July 2020 with a, a fresh new program, you know, they'd probably only have maybe a half million members versus the, the five or over five million that Aeroplan has. It's just a much more appealing, uh, what can I say, portfolio towards the credit card companies to other partners, you name it, to have the the seven figures of uh, members rather than six. So it, it, all in all, it made sense for Air Canada to do this. It It's a good thing for the, the high-end earners, the high credit card spenders. Um, but on the other hand, the, the aeroplan that was being pitched to us that would start in July 2020 definitely looked better on paper than the current program for the general Canadian. This is the the people who fly once a year or even less than once a year, um, only collect a few hundred miles a month, maybe a few thousand, and, and are wanting those you know, two flights between uh, Vancouver and Toronto in economy class during spring break or Christmas to go visit family. And as we all know, that that's probably the biggest drawback of Aeroplan is that those type of members have a hard time finding the flights for when they want and when they want. Um, the new program allowed any flight, any time. You could use portion of miles with portion cash. We might still see that in the new Air Canada program because there's uh, other airlines that offer uh, cash and miles options uh, for flights. But it was any flight, any time. So you'd be able to use Aeroplan miles on WestJet, Air Canada, United, basically any airline that you can book through a travel agency was the, was was what's supposed to happen with Aeroplan. Um, but that's not going to happen come July 2020. Um, because why would Air Canada want their members redeeming miles for flights on competitors that aren't their partners or their own airlines? So uh, we're going to see nothing happen with Porter, nothing with Air Transat, Flair, and that any airline, any time option um, uh, more than likely won't happen either because, yeah, like I said, Vancouver to Toronto, WestJet's the competitor to Air Canada, and why would they let people use their miles to redeem for flights on WestJet rather than on Air Canada? So um, the program itself was shaping up to be more flexible perhaps for the everyday Canadian, the non-frequent traveler, not high credit card spender. Um, and basically for them, it's uh, status quo. It's a program as you know it. And and by status quo, let's just talk about again uh, what what the major pain point is for, for as you say, the average Canadian that isn't a frequent flyer and that, that's inventory issues. And, and so nothing... Uh, about this announcement's going to appease those folks. They're probably still going to face challenges when it comes to booking flights, finding f- availability. Uh, and so they may be saving up points, um, but when they go to redeem, uh, <clears throat> will likely feel the same sort of frustration that they've always felt, correct? That's correct. Um, unless Air Canada does something drastic with the program and provides a lot more seats to their members, um, it's going to be yeah, just the way we know it, and, and we'll continue to hear those complaints from 
um, the the not so frequent travelers um, on that availability during the the peak times when when you have to travel. You know, a lot of people can't take off in the middle of the week uh, on a vacation. They have to wait till spring break, till Easter break, summer break, you name it. And that's when most people travel. So of course, it, it's tougher to get those seats. So let's just do a quick recap here on sort of winners and losers. And so winners are those that are the high net. Um, Frequent flyers, they are spending a lot on their credit card, earning a ton of points. Uh, <coughs> pardon me. For those folks, this deal is a best-case scenario. Um, those balances that they've saved up stay intact, and they get all the perks and benefits that they're used to getting uh, currently. So they're the winners here. Um, the not so good news, uh, one might say, is for as as you put it, the average Canadian who isn't flying as frequently, but hoping to find redemption options for their points. Uh, again, they are stuck with the Air Canada inventory, and as a result, continue to probably feel the frustration of trying to find uh, flights when it comes to redemption. Correct. That's correct. And then we can kind of go beyond that on uh, beyond the actual travelers in terms of winners and losers. Um, I think we'll see TD, CIBC, and Visa be winners here. I mean, they, they issue all the, the Aeroplan cards as it is, but also right now we have American Express issuing Aeroplan cards. But seeing that Visa came into the picture and TD and CIBC as part owners of this new consortium that's buying Aeroplan, uh, I think we're going to see Amex probably phased out again. Same thing. Why would you want one of your big competitors, especially if you own if you own this program, to be issuing your miles? Um, right now, Amex's um, contract with AMS slash Aeroplan ends June 29th, 2020. So uh, we'll wait to see. Maybe they'll negotiate something and say, you know, it, in the long run, it, it's good for the program to have more options and. The, the program will sell those miles to to Amex, so there there is that possibility. But I think in all likelihood we may see that that partnership end. Um, so so that's kind of one of the 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 loser side of perhaps this new agreement is Amex probably losing out. Um, and there's also some potential good news, and this would be for all travelers, is that with Air Canada owning the program right now. What they do is they pass on those extra, the dreaded carrier surcharges to Aeroplan over and above the base fares when you redeem Aero, for Aeroplan flights. Air Canada has the option now, by owning the program come July 2020, to get rid of that. They're like, you know what, we'll allow people to redeem um, 60,000 Aeroplan miles for a flight to Europe, and that's going to include the carrier surcharge. Will we see that? I don't know, because again, that's a, a pretty big revenue generator, but it if Air Canada is looking for some way to make their program competitive and stand out from a lot of the other programs, um, that would be a great step to take would be to not charge the carrier surcharges on, on redemptions. Well, ho hopefully members of uh, Air Canada's um, executive committee are listening to this podcast and taking notes. Uh, but listen, Patrick, you were mentioning other programs let's talk about the implications let's uh, talk about um, what this means for the uh, loyalty reward program landscape in general um, now that this is is so so-called behind us um, 
what is it uh, what does it mean for all the other players yeah so I mean um, I think we were looking forward to having um, a lot of competition probably starting middle of next summer right through till probably about 2022 2023 um, with having two separate programs Air Canada and Aeroplan competing against each other along with the rest of them with WestJet rewards your proprietary credit card programs uh, your other coalition programs all competing for the space so now we're losing that potential competition that was going to happen because Air Canada was going to have to come out and uh, provide some really good offers on their credit cards and bonus offers for traveling to compete against Aeroplan and the other programs. Now we're not going to see that. Now, um, again, I think it's going to be kind of more of a status quo. Maybe when Air Canada initially launches, because they are saying it's going to still be a new program, Aeroplan miles will convert one-to-one to the new program and we'll probably see Aeroplan disappear. Um, so maybe when they first launch, just as a kind of a, a goodwill gesture, we'll see some increased bonuses uh, for, for travel and for credit cards, but it won't be long-lasting. And it really, I don't think, will change the the landscape right now as we see it for, for competition in the programs as much as we were expecting when the two programs were going to be separate. Um, so I think you're going to see everybody else continue on how they're being. Uh, the competition right now, we're seeing you know, the credit card market kind of softening. There there aren't a lot of huge offers out there. Um, I think the credit card companies were waiting to see what might happen with Aeroplan or Canada. Um, the one program that will be up and coming that's going to compete more is WestJet Rewards because they are putting their uh, true business class on their Boeing 787s. Those flights should be going on sale next month. We should learn where those planes will travel. We're going to assume initially it'll be on major routes within Canada as the the pilots get accustomed everybody gets accustomed to the plane so something like Calgary Toronto Vancouver Toronto um, but then we should see them flying probably transatlantic and then we'll see what other routes they announce there there you know WestJet's always making huge new news about Asia uh, so we may see flights eventually to there so you have this whole new um competitor coming up to Air Canada or plan with WestJet because they've they have the business class on their long haul planes and now coming this fall they're putting in the true I wouldn't call it a business class but a true premium economy into their narrow body fleet onto their 737s where you're going to have two plus two seating instead of um, where it's three and three and they just block off the middle seat for their plus cabin you're going to have the actual true seats so Air WestJet is moving into Air Canada's territory more and more for that business class traveler the high revenue travelers um, so we may see a bit of increased competition there thanks to WestJet. Okay. Well, uh, of course, we'll keep our eyes and ears open. I think you're right. A lot of folks were um, probably looking forward to uh, a shakeup and some uh, rich competitive offers being thrown on the table. So uh, they may come in, in, in the form of uh, other innovation and uh, other ideas uh, later on. But for now... This was the major story of the summer. Um, it, you know, for the most part, it is uh, it is behind us, um, and we can, uh, you know, all look towards uh, other happenings in the industry to keep our eyes and ears on. Um, speaking of which, um, let's talk about, you know, some other things that uh, you wanted to cover off uh, today, including the Starwood uh, Marriott uh, update. Yeah, so the other big news from summer, not as big as the, the Aeroplan or Canada news for Canadians, was the the culmination of the integration of Marriott, Starwood, and Ritz-Carlton into a one kind of company, one loyalty program. And that happened on August 18th. 
um, where Starwood Preferred Guest and Ritz-Carlton Rewards joined in with Marriott Rewards uh, as one one whole program, which still doesn't have a new name right now. It's just kind of known as Rewards. And um, there, there were some hiccups, some issues that happened, but for the, for the most part, the, the program's running quite well right now. Um, everybody's, not everybody's, but most people's points converted properly. Um, you still have to, if you haven't done so, you have to combine your accounts, even though you may have linked your Starwood and Marriott accounts previously. Um, so right now, if you go to Marriott and you log in, you'll have one point balance. And if you go to SPG, you'll log into your SPG account, which is actually still on Marriott's website. It's kind of interesting how they did that. You'll have a separate account with separate balance. That SPG balance has now been multiplied by three to make it equal with Marriott. So when you're on those accounts, you'll join the two and all your, your points balances, your uh, number of stays you have and number of nights you have for the year will all combine into one. Um, any free night certificates you have will will combine into this one account. And, and still, so you want to do that. Um, what I would recommend though, before you do that, is take screenshots of, of both accounts separately to make sure that when you do combine, things uh, happen properly. If they don't, you have uh, your kind of backup to show Marriott that, you know what, I actually had, 37 nights and you're adding up mine to only be 30 something like that so you can go back and show them that you are due more than what they say um and now they've launched and then i guess that leads us into like kind of the fall like fall promotions marriott has launched their first promotion of the combined program they call it mega bonus which has been the name of their main system-wide global promotions for years on end um we thought it'd be a little more rewarding being the first one of the new program it's it's an okay one if you stay a lot at marriott's and starwoods and they have to be multiple night stays uh, essentially to to get the most points out of them but we've seen hilton come out with their uh bonus of up to triple points for the fall um, ihg has double points plus a little bit of a accelerate type offer that we've seen in the past attached to that hyatt has their big promotion everybody's coming with their big fall promotions um, so check the website uh, register for all of them because the these promotions are the easiest way to rack up your hotel points um, flight bonuses have been weak for years now, um, with all the airlines doing so well and filling their planes quite full, you, we don't see as many route bonuses as we used to. But just uh, this past week, Air Canada launched some bonuses, system-wide bonuses, 750 bonus aeroplan miles for any uh, flights in economy, uh, 4,000 bonus miles for premium classes like uh, premium economy, premium rouge, and business class. So make sure you go and register for those because you have to register by October 3rd and they're good till uh, middle of December for flights. So if you're planning any travel um, or even if you're not planning, like we always say, go and register just to, to make sure you have it uh, behind you and you don't have to remember to do it in the future to register for those offers. So we're starting to see the, the fall bonuses come up now that the summer travel season has uh, kind of weaned off into the shoulder and low season here. And, and I think we'll see a lot more bonuses come up as well um, even perhaps on the credit cards hopefully some new first year free offers um, we're still waiting here right now uh, like I said earlier in the podcast it's kind of been flat with the credit card companies their their offers aren't as big as they used to they've put on more spend restrictions um, not as many first year free deals out there so let's see um, I'm thinking October November we may see some things more come out uh, that may be more attractive to the credit card consumer got it and any other trends that uh, you think we ought to all be paying attention to uh, as we as we sort of get into fall here and and uh, keep our eyes and ears open for or are there any tips uh, that you think um, we should be offering uh, our listeners in terms of, of, of booking now for winter getaways um, 
particularly if, as we talked about earlier, inventory uh, is always a challenge uh, with some of these major programs. Yeah, you should always be looking. Um, I guess the biggest tip right now for hotels is because of the the Marriott Starwood merger and them not launching their highest category of hotels until 2019. Some hotels that used to cost a lot of points, you can book until the end of this year for only 60,000 points. And later on, they're going to be 80, 90, over 100,000 points. So this is a, a good time to take advantage of some really high-end hotels if you can fit it into your travel plan. So that's probably the biggest redemption tip. Uh, you can take a look at that. Um, but also flights, always be checking. Your, start planning your spring break right now if you can, if you want to use points and miles um, from frequent flyer programs, from hotel programs, uh, before all that availability gets eaten up by everybody. Um, and the other other big tip, which, which I think we're starting to see the news a lot more now, and you and I have discussed it, is loyalty fraud. Uh, we keep hearing about uh, accounts being hacked. Uh, there was just a, a piece that just came out saying uh, a company in the U.S. looked onto the dark web and saw a bunch of miles and points being sold and what they're being sold for. Uh, always check your account. Um, what hackers seem to be doing is taking people's accounts, changing the password so they have control of your account, and then they're using those miles for gift cards, selling them, booking flights, you name it. Um, so be sure you check your accounts frequently, change your passwords frequently, make strong passwords. Uh, you can utilize program like Award Wallet to, to track all your programs, and they'll let you know. It's like, well, hold on. Now we can't log in because password's incorrect. You'll be like, hold on. I didn't change my password for that program, so you know something may have happened. Uh, so be always be on top of your programs. Um, these are currencies. The, the, these points and miles are worth money. It's just like your bank accounts. Um, make sure you keep them secure um, because the, the loyalty fraud, especially on the hacking side, just seems to be picking up more and more every day. Great tip. Uh, well, great series of tips. And on that last note, Patrick, I think we've talked about it before. We, we will look to pursue it. Uh, we know some folks at the uh, Loyalty uh, Fraud Prevention Association and uh, would look to get uh, perhaps them on, on this podcast, providing us with a little more insight in terms of what's going on with uh, you know increased activity on the loyalty fraud side and uh, to expand on some of the tips that you just shared. Uh, so great stuff. Um, all right, well look, we wanted to uh, really uh, get back in the swing of things with this episode, cover off the major news about Air Canada and Aeroplan, which we've done, talk a little bit about Starward and Marriott, which we've done, and uh, cover off some other trends and uh, tips and advice to start paying attention to. Um, that will wrap up this episode. We'll look forward to picking up the next episode. We can get into uh, some other meaty topics and uh, keep uh, all of the point-loving listeners um, on top of their game and uh, looking to provide uh, tips and advice on maximizing your earning potential uh, and increasing uh, your redemption options. Until then, keep on collecting. Patrick, any final thoughts, Dad? Uh, nothing at this point. I think we've covered all for this. Uh, look forward to you guys listening to this and our future episodes. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank you.